In this week's episode, I am joined by Kristen, who is That Next Level Girl on Instagram. She's an entrepreneur, nutritionist, and gut health queen. I asked all the questions that you would want to ask to a nutritionist. Guys, I asked about oat milk, coffee, Diet Coke, all of the things that we do or that we like how bad things are and I say bad in kind of inverted commas but like in this conversation we really kind of dived into some of the contributing factors that really kind of affect our gut and you probably this probably isn't your first time hearing about the importance of gut health and in this episode we talk about really kind of being able to show up for yourself show up for your business and we also dive into social media we had a really interesting conversation about showing up authentically and really kind of building your brand online It's a super juicy conversation, and with that being said, let's get into it. Welcome to the High Ticket Honeys podcast. I'm your host, Abby Radford, marketing mentor and business coach. I'm here to help you move like you know you could be and elevate your mind, marketing, and brand so you can create a business that you are obsessed with. This podcast is designed to help you claim and become your most powerful high ticket honey self. So buckle up, honeys, we're going in. I am joined by Kristen, who is the gut health queen. And I'm so excited to dive in as I have so many questions. And I think the listeners of the High Ticket Honey's podcast will also love this because health and wellness is such a big part of being a business owner and being feeling good while being a business owner. Um, so I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and tell us how you got to where you are. Like, tell us all the tea. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. So um, thank you so much for that introduction. It's so funny hearing, like even now, after so many years working in the gut health space, hearing like gut health queen and gut health expert, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's actually, that is me. <laughs> so my name is Kristen. I'm a qualified nutritionist. Um, I'm all about everything gut health, um, uh, diet, nutrition, lifestyle, um, and really kind of focus more on women's health. Um, I When I finished my degree, back years and years ago I moved down to London and um, my kind of impact and or so my my mission was to really just deliver affordable um, health and wellness and nutrition tips and advice for women especially in London at that time um, who maybe couldn't really afford going to a a nutritionist one-to-one maybe on Hardy Street or you know a lot of these expensive places so um, my kind of mission was to really just empower people through social media I do a lot of free kind of nutrition events um, in and around uh, London kind of Kent areas um, and do a lot of kind of like journalism writing about nutrition um myth busting fads that type of thing as well um so yeah my focus is really all about gut health making um gut health just simple and easy to understand i think it's such a broad topic there's so many different parts and elements to gut health and especially online on social media there's so many um different people saying different things conflicting evidence it's just very confusing for the average person so my mission is just to empower women in particular with their gut health with their nutrition also with their mental health um and just fuel their body properly um and enjoy doing that as well I love this so much and I feel like I've been following you for a lot of that journey as well like I feel like we've been following each other for a long time and I feel like it's been so nice to kind of see you grow and your content is amazing guys I'll I'll link (laughs) um Kristen's social media at the end but like what you just explained is exactly what I get from that from your social media that feeling of just empowering women like no fluff no kind of like you know scary tactics it's literally just sharing information so people have the right information that they need 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, as I said, it is very confusing. Um, I think there's a lot of people in the gut health and nutrition world who are, you know, they're influencers and they're producing content. They're producing videos on social media and videos on TikTok that are kind of like clickbaity content, but it's not backed by science. It's not backed by evidence. And they're actually, you know, it is quite dangerous when we're following and consuming, especially for younger women, we're following and consuming this content, which is being produced by someone who doesn't really have any um, formal qualifications, who's maybe, um, you know, gone and done a two week course on nutrition and called themselves a nutritionist. That's the kind of downside with being a nutritionist. Nutritionist is not a protected title. So actually anyone can call themselves a nutritionist, whereas a dietitian um, and, you know, doctor and everything, you have to go to university, you have to get a degree. So um, yeah, that's kind of my mission to kind of wade through all of that, those misconceptions and that kind of poor evidence and those poorly made videos by influencers in the nutrition world and just kind of tell people yeah like you said cut the fluff here's what is fact here's what we need to do and here's how to keep it simple as well amazing and so how would you kind of like the gut health as a topic like people know the importance of it but do you want to just give us a rundown and like I'm not against us talking about poop okay like we can talk about whatever you want so tell us about kind of like maybe like what happens when someone doesn't have good gut health and the effects of it I know there's a lot like most people know about the kind of the difference with the connection with the brain and the gut as well um so yeah. do you want to just kind of explain explain that just so we're all like at the same point mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell everyone kind of what the gut is actually first, because I think there's a lot of people who assume like our gut is just maybe our intestines or our gut is just our stomach, whereas actually the gut is like the whole digestive system. So it's like the gastrointestinal tract. It's a big, long word, um, but it actually starts with your mouth. So your mouth, your throat, your stomach, your large, small intestines, that's all part of your gut. So even when we're looking at improving our gut health, we want to be looking at things like our oral microbiome, our throat health our stomach health our you know all these different parts and, and organs um in this system um when we don't have good gut health we'll see things like constant bloating and um, feeling tired feeling really sluggish and um, constipation is a big one i think especially for women um we you know, tend to deal with constipation a little bit more than men, just because our uh, women, we have a slower um, transit time through our system. So our digestion is a little bit slower compared to men. So things like constipation naturally can be a little bit more common for women. Um, uh, so things like also poor skin health, uh, fertility, um, mental health issues, and also issues with your immunity. So if you feel like you're catching colds, you're catching flus, you're catching things all the time, um, that's a big sign that your gut health needs help because most of our immune system cells are housed in and around our gut. So when we don't have good gut health, that impacts our immune system, it impacts our mental health, it impacts so many other things. And I think that's the wonderful thing about the gut. You know, people think, oh, it's just there to digest our food. But actually, yes, of, of course, that's its main function, but it has all these other roles in hormone health, fertility, sexual health, everything. Um, even things like our, you know, our hair health, 
it's it, a lot of it is down to our gut and if it's not functioning optimally it means that we're not absorbing all the goodness from our food and it affects things like our hair quality our bone density our periods um everything so it's it's such a broad topic and that's why you could you know have me on here for hours and hours going into every single part of our gut but that's that's basically what it is and if you are struggling with a lot of these kind of symptoms and even also things like you can't really manage your weight that's another big sign that there's probably a lot of inflammation going on and around your gut um and we need to look at your diet look at your lifestyle um, and make some some simple changes that are sustainable over time for you I love all of this chat because I just feel like it's one of those things where you listen to it and you know. And the yeah. thing is, it's so, oh, I wouldn't, like, what do you feel like if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, oh my God, I have some of those, <laughs> I have some of these <laughs> systems, this is what I feel. You know, like, what do you feel like is someone's, like, where does someone need to look? What do they need to do? Because obviously there's a big talk of probiotics, but like, you know, what is yeah. there? Is there different probiotics? Do some work? Do some don't? Like, what's the? What do you feel like is kind of like? If someone right now is thinking, "Oh my god, I'm 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 feeling like I suffer with lots of those things," what would you yeah. recommend they do? Yeah, so I think um, like there's there's so much hype and excitement around probiotics, and there are so many great research studies that have just been recently done showing like even the role of a probiotic in elevating things like depression. It's just incredible the power of these. But what I would say is, I think. A lot of us are in denial. We're kind of like, oh yeah, I've had a really healthy diet, uh, but we have all these symptoms. And then we're looking for that quick fix. And then maybe we're just buying a greens powder or we're just buying a probiotics. And we're just taking that. And it's kind of like slapping a band-aid over like a big problem. It's not really gonna do much. So I always say with my clients, like I've got a gut health program, I sell supplements, but I will say to someone like, I'm not gonna sell you or recommend you any supplements if you are not willing to change your diet. So your diet like it, it is fundamental for your gut health if you are having these symptoms your symptoms are there because your diet is not optimal you're not eating the right things you may be eating too much inflammatory foods you may be eating things that don't agree with your system like every single per, uh, person's body and system um, is different and we all react differently to different types of foods so if anyone is looking to improve their gut health you need to start looking at your diet first um having a look, okay, like how many fruits and vegetables am I eating every single day? I know it's boring chat to hear this and people are like, oh, give us, give us the golden nugget. But the golden nugget to actually improving your gut health and improving your health is doing these simple things that we know, like you said, we know that we need to eat more fruits and vegetables. We need to eat more fiber. We need to drink more water. Um, we need to um, not remove, but lower the amount of like maybe inflammatory foods. So ultra processed foods. I know we're gonna talk about coffee in a second, but things like re uh, reducing our coffee intake, especially if we're going to a coffee and we're getting two pumps of this like, you know, sugary syrup and we're getting an ultra, frappa latte from starbucks and there's all this added stuff into the coffee um and things like you know reducing alcohol intake um and just moving our body more so there are lots of different elements we do know a lot of this we've heard it time and time and time again but it's just i guess that that whole thing of applying it um, and sometimes we can be doing these things for maybe like a week or a few days and we don't see any changes and we go well doesn't work 
you know, I'm just a hopeless case. I've got health issues that are far beyond any of these, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables. I can't be helped. And I do see this a lot of the time in the field with clients. They just feel like they've tried everything. Um, and I know it can be so draining when you're just like trying to get to the root of all these symptoms. But most of the time, we're just not doing it for long enough. Um, and we're not doing it consistently enough. And we, we give up give up on eating, you know, all these healthy foods too too easily and too early. Whereas, you know, healthy living and gut health, it's not a quick fix. It's not a do something for 10 days and you're healed and you're cured. It is a lifestyle. Health is a lifestyle. Health should be a priority. So it's just about actually implementing changes like eating more fruits and vegetables, eating more fiber, lowering inflammatory foods and actually making those changes sustainable over time. Um, that's you know what I would say say to anyone. There's lots of different elements to it, but <laughs> that's what a good kind of starter point, like increasing your fiber, increasing your fruits and vegetables, maybe doing something like meatless Mondays, where one day a week you don't eat any meat, you eat just you know solely plant-based. That would do such a world of good to your digestive system and to your overall uh, health as well. Amazing. And I think you know that's that's such a key messenger as well because let's be honest, like it's easier to buy a pot of probiotics and take yeah. probiotic per day than it is to look at your diet and actually be like, okay. And I think that yeah. I've listened to quite a lot of health um, podcasts recently and they've spoke about the importance, and I know we were just talking about this before we came on, but like the, the importance of like having sun or like you know, vi like vitamin yeah. D, like grounding mm -hmm. and also movement and your nutrition. Like those are the four things that are so important, but those are the things that are probably the most difficult to move away from the comfort of what you're already in. So mm -hmm. you know, that's why we try and find these quick fixes, these green juices, all these things that but actually it's it does take time really to do anything in life that's gonna be sustainable. It does take because you need to shift out of that comfort that you're in. So I think that that is really good as well that you're like you know don't just take a probiotic like you need to look mm -hmm. at your at your nutrition and I'm going to share with you something that I used to do. I told you I was going to do this so this is at a point in my time where I thought I was super healthy and I so I'm just going to share a little bit of like my own personal like gut health journey is that so when I was in middle school I started getting stomach pains and I was being bullied at the time so I, I suffered with some bullying at, at school and I used to get these stomach pains so the doctor told me I had IBS right she's just like you've got IBS this is what you've got had these stomach pains for literally like my whole like up until I went to uni they got really bad they got much worse and when I was at uni I was drinking a lot like most people do and my immune system was so low that I would basically get tonsillitis every single time I went on a night out I had, and I had bouts of a tonsillitis and had glandular fever when I was younger as well. But at university, I had 12 lots of anti uh, antibiotics in one year. The doctor oh gave God. me, because I wasn't registered at a doctor's either. So I just basically was going to like an out of hours one. I didn't know the, what that was going to do to my body. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of how much it did affect me. Like, you know, like people are like, just have a yogurt, you know, <laughs> have a yogurt after you've taken this pack of antibiotics. Um, and so I was taking antibiotics for like a year. So my gut health was in a terrible, terrible place. And then when I was in London, you know, obviously it's a very fast paced lifestyle. And, you know, I would get up at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. After going to bed at 11, 11 p.m. So I'd have like six hours sleep. I would have a monster when I woke up, a monster drink. Oh no, I'm already cringing here. <laughs> and then I would go to a really intense hit workout at like half five in the morning, then followed by a coffee. And then, I, and then I'd have like porridge or whatever. For, and then I'd just like have gone back my normal day. I would have Diet Cokes at least one a day. 
And I would always have a grenade protein bar as well. And I thought I was like, I am, I'm thriving. Like I am healthy. I am, you know, and like my meals would be like, you know, fruit and fruits and vegetables, but I would, for, for, and now I don't really do hit workouts because I just don't feel like they, they align. Like they just don't, I just don't enjoy them. So I just don't stay mm-hmm. away from that. And I feel like they, like, I, how do you feel about hit workouts? Cause I sometimes feel like people are like all on the Pilates and weights train now, which I do feel like that has, I feel like I enjoy it more. So I do do it, but I do feel like when I used to basically had a bad back. So whenever I did hit workouts, it would hurt. But like, what do you feel like in terms of, does that, does that affect your gut? Yeah, so I, like I said, kind of at the start, everyone's body is different. But what I'd say for um, for most people, if you're having gut issues, if you're having indigestion, if you're having constipation, um, a lot of this actually stems down to stress. So what I've done with a lot of my kind of one-to-one clients is I've had clients recently who, who've come in with me and, you know, had severe gut health issues for years, lost their period for years, um, had so many, you know, serious issues. And I've, we've had a look at their, their diet is, you know, okay, there's lots of changes that could be made. But then I always ask them, what's your stress like? And what activity are you doing? Um, and I had a client recently, absolutely amazing client. She is just thriving now. But what she was doing before was for years and years and years, she was doing crazy, crazy triathlon training, like a lot of um, heavy workout weight training, you know, CrossFit type of activity. And it was just, you know, I, I always kind of like to bring in um, a little bit of a woo-woo as well. I love my evidence base, but um, I'm, I'm, talk a lot about uh, talk a lot about masculine feminine energies and I think when we're so in that masculine hit workout we're ultra stressed we're going to a job we're traveling a million miles a day to work and back we're sitting in traffic and then we're trying to eat healthy you know actually when you're doing those crazy hit workouts sometimes it can actually make your gut health worse and it can cause even more inflammation so what we did with one of my clients recently is we swapped out some of this crazy crazy triathlon hit workouts for low intensity pilates um walking just yoga that type of thing and it is amazing the difference and I even have like personal testimony with this for many years I was a bodybuilder um I was prepping for competitions I was like you I was eating grenade bars I was drinking Diet Coke and I was very very stressed I was stressed about money I was working three jobs I was bloated all the time and my diet my food was healthy like my meals were healthy but then I was going to the gym and I was like in my masculine state, very high, you know, cortisol levels. And it was causing a lot of inflammation. Whereas now I still go to the gym. I still lift heavy weights, but I do a lot of things like breath work. I do a lot of things like low intensity, just going to the gym for an hour and walking just kind of fast uphill um, while I'm listening to like a podcast. And actually doing that has really helped reduce my stress levels, helped me kind of get more into like a feminine state um, in my business as well. And like dealing with clients too. Um, and my gut health is so much better. I don't get that crazy inflammation. And um, you can actually see like, there's photographs of me from before I really started focusing on gut health and preaching about gut health um when I was in this you know heavy weight lifting high intensity workout kind of energy and, and doing this waking up 5 a.m like you said going for, I was going to the gym sometimes twice a day like it was just extreme and you can actually see in photographs of me like the inflammation in my face 
it's crazy it is absolutely crazy and like compared to now I'm so much more feminine looking <laughs> and like I don't really have that information my health is so much better um I don't have all these mental health issues I had before and my gut health is better my digestion is better everything's better now so I would definitely say for anyone who's listening to this if you are dealing with a lot of gut health issues and you're going to the gym you know you're lifting crazy heavy weights that's good exercise is really really important but I would recommend maybe swapping out like one or two of those sessions a week for yoga, Pilates, something a bit more flowing. Um, that's going to really, really help you for sure. Amazing. And I, I can relate to that as well. I you know those periods mm -hmm. of time where I would be going to the gym twice a day, especially when I lived yeah. in London, I was a bit younger. And I remember being like, I, and I look back and I'm like, actually, I feel like my body is leaner now and I actually work out less. Yeah but they are more, you know, and guys, if you've not tried the Pilates class, like it's called mm. the Pilates class. Like, let me tell you, that's still a burn. Like that is still a burn. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like I've definitely, so, so with the, with the exercise is, you know, I do agree with that in terms of how I felt as well with that. So in terms of the other things that I kind of mentioned, so let's talk like Diet Coke and kind of like Monster. And I'm not saying guys that I never drink Diet Coke. I actually have the caffeine free Diet Coke, which I do feel like doesn't affect me as much, but I wouldn't say I drink as much of it as I do, as I used to. Like I'm talking, I would literally have at least one can a day. So tell us about like those Monster drinks. Obviously that's caffeine as well, but like, what do you feel like about artificial sweeteners? Yeah, so I'm, there's, again, there's a lot of like research studies out there that are saying artificial sweeteners have no effect on your metabolism, your heart health, your gut health. Um, but it's funny because a lot of these research studies are funded by companies like Coke, Coca-Cola, like all these companies who produce artificial sweeteners. So there's that conflict of interest there. Um, and I know, I think like, although I'm very evidence-based, I think just because there hasn't been a research study done on something yet doesn't mean that it's not true. So um, in, like my personal opinion is I'm not a fan of artificial sweeteners. I'm very kind of like if I have clients or if I have anyone that has issues with not even just gut health, anything, hormone health, sexual health, anything, I will have a look at their diet. And if there's artificial sweeteners there, I will get them to swap it out for just like honey or acai or you know um agave I mean sorry um syrup or something like that just a healthier alternative just getting back to basics like our diets right now in this generation we're so filled with artificial sweeteners and bulking agents and this that or the other and it's very processed especially you know if you live in a big city like London it's it's go 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 and it's kind of like meal plan um or um meal meal yeah. deal sorry the meal deals and you know the ultra processed foods and it's just yeah so what I would say is artificial sweeteners they're not that beneficial there actually have been some emerging research studies right now showing that they can actually impact on things like our insulin um our gut microbiome for sure and even things like our mental health I know myself whenever I consume artificial sweeteners I get really jittery I get really panicky I get like in that kind of like yeah weird um mental state so I definitely stay away from them if you do want to have like a, a sweetener and um, maybe have something like stevia leaf like third generation stevia leaf it's a lot more whole it's you know not made in a lab where, where it's filled with chemicals um so I'm not a fan personally of artificial sweeteners I think 
you know, a little bit of sugar here or there, it's not the worst thing. I think sugar has been really, really demonized over the years. Um, I've even had, you know, clients say to me, oh my gosh, like pro the protein powder that you use, it has sugar in it. I'm like, yeah, it's like raw sugar cane. <laughs> it's not like ultra processed. Like, would you prefer us to put a Spartame or something in your protein powder? No, like, you know, a little bit of sugar, it's a healthy carbohydrate. It's important for our energy levels. Um, so sugar is not the devil. Um, especially you know sugar from fruit and like healthy whole foods i think fruit has this label of like ah fruit's like really high in sugar and sugar is bad and sugar is the enemy and sugar is going to cause me to get fat or this happen or you know hormonal imbalance or all these different things sugar is important um but yeah i would say artificial sweeteners are really not your best friend um especially if you're consuming them every single day in high quantities i see a lot of people um you know, they bring around like these little uh, candorol sweeteners in their handbag and everywhere they go, they go, they have tea or coffee and they're popping these artificial sweeteners in their teas and coffees and they think that that's healthier. It's absolutely not. It's, you know, get back to basics, get back to whole foods, a little bit of sugar in there, a little bit of honey. It's, it's not going to harm you at all. Yeah. And I, I always find it funny because I used to be that Candorel girl and I would literally, it's so mm -hmm. hilarious because it's funny where you kind of make cuts, but then at the weekend I'd be like hooning like back like gin and tonics, wine and all the stuff. So it's literally like, okay, so you're not drinking wine in the, in your coffee, like you're not drinking sugar in your wine in my coffee, sugar in your, sugar in your coffee, but then you're going out. And wine like, in your not coffee sounds good though. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination. Um, but I feel like it's interesting, isn't it? Because I used to be that Candorel girl. Like, honestly, I used to be that Candorel girl. And I remember being like, it's so funny where you think you're being healthy in one place, but then you're kind of just like still doing these other things. So with alcohol, for example, because I think that, you know, from living in London, it's very alcohol focused, right? You know, in my yeah. 20s, I drank a lot of alcohol, which at the time when I was having poor gut health obviously did not help. I still drink now. I'm not saying that I don't drink, but I don't drink half as much as I used to. And it's very much like yeah. I, I'm very much lightweight, so I'll get pissed off two glasses of wine. So. <laughs> What do you feel about alcohol? Yeah, so alcohol is, if you are trying to really heal your gut right now, if you have a lot of serious issues, um, I kind of put people on a protocol of like 30 days, no alcohol, um, no gluten, no processed foods, just to give your body a little bit of a chance, 30 days to kind of heal, recover and like reset. Um, alcohol, if you think about it, like I always kind of use this example, you know, when we get like hand sanitizers or we get like antibacterial sprays, most of those are like filled with alcohol because it just like wipes out all bacteria. And obviously it's not the same, you're not drinking like pure alcohol, but it's kind of comparable. So if you're drinking high amounts of alcohol, alcohol is an antibacterial so you're wiping out a lot of that beneficial and um, not of all of it obviously we've got trillions and trillions of cells of, of healthy and um, beneficial bacteria in our gut but when we're drinking a lot of alcohol it can actually get rid of a lot of that good bacteria and then what happens is if we're drinking a lot of alcohol we're eating all the processed foods um it, it can cause something called gut dysbiosis so basically that's an imbalance between beneficial and um, not so beneficial kind of harmful pathogenic bacteria in our gut and what happens when that kind of we're drinking a lot of alcohol we're wiping out some of that um, good bacteria this harmful pathogenic bacteria will rise up flourish um, cause a lot of inflammatory kind of response things like indigestion things like sugar cravings as well a lot of kind of sugar out of control cravings things even like weight gain so um 
alcohol it's you know everything in moderation i still drink alcohol here and there it's saint patrick's day as we're recording this i'm definitely gonna have a few guinnesses tonight to celebrate <laughs> but um uh like you said like i used to drink especially when i moved to london as well um london definitely is a very alcohol focused thing and it's a very social thing especially if you are working in that corporate world which i was um and it's kind of like an excuse oh let's go grab drinks after work let's celebrate and this it's free um, a lot of the time yeah, as well <laughs> most of the time it's free yeah yeah um so yeah like but I think actually one of the great things especially in the last few years we're seeing a big rise in the health world of like this non-alcoholic like trend of like non-alcoholic gins and wines and non-alcoholic everything and it's actually a lot more normal now I think in the last year um it's a lot more normal now for people to be like oh don't drink anymore or I'm not drinking today and it's like it's so bad it sounds so bad to say but it's like more widely accepted yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure especially in the UK to like drink alcohol oh just have a glass you know have a drink with us so don't be so boring whereas now it's like oh great cool how long have you not been drinking for and people are a lot more health conscious which is great so yeah it's good to see that this non-alcoholic trend and drinks and, and even bars is like bars that have opened up in London and the US where there's no alcohol and all the drinks are mocktails which is great I love to see it <laughs> so, um, it's, it's, yeah. it's nice for, and as well if for being a woman where like someone finds out you're not drinking and they don't immediately think that you're pregnant because yeah. you're not drinking like the only reason that you could possibly not be drinking <laughs> is because you're pregnant um yeah, but yeah I, I love that as well like and I, I think some of them used to taste a lot like grass but I think there's definitely yeah. been like a new wave of it being like it tasting a bit better as well yeah for sure yeah like you can't even tell the difference sometimes and like you won't even notice because you can go to a bar and you can order like you know a, I think it's called like sip smith or you know that gin yeah um and you can just order that with like a nice tonic and the same glass and no one even notices it's great you can you know I was um I stopped drinking for two months in November and December like literally the most alcohol kind of time of the year but stopped drinking for um November most of December and I went to a Christmas party I was out till three in the morning completely sober it, I just had the best night and I woke up the next morning went to the gym felt amazing no hangover I was like this is amazing <laughs> like more people need to do this yeah it is honestly I do feel like that is very much a thing now where it never used to be and I also do think it's a bit of a side note but I always feel like those people that say, you know, that you're boring, it's typical because I have been that person that said that to my friends. It's like one of those things where they want to stop drinking, but they yeah. don't feel like they want to or can. So they're like, mm. and it's not like a problem, but it's like they, you know, that they want to be drinking and they're like annoyed yeah. that someone else isn't drinking and they are. So then that's just like a projection that they're putting on a lot of the time as well. Like people don't actually mind, you know, it's not affecting them whatsoever mm-hmm. if you don't drink. Um so yeah, that's a really interesting one. And um, what about coffee? Mm-hmm. Don't ruin coffee for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with like, if anyone follows me on social media that's listening to this, you'll see that I'm kind of a fan of reducing your coffee intake where possible. I think like pure coffee, like, you know, organic, pure coffee, it, there are health benefits, you know, it, you know a lot of health benefits it tastes amazing um but I think the coffee that a lot of us are getting out in Starbucks Costa a lot of these big kind of chain brands there's a lot of like added stuff like dust and even it's you know mold exposure and everything so and then you're putting in these artificial sweeteners and these fillers and these like 
ultra processed like creamers and that sort of stuff so it's not actually the pure like coffee bean that I am um, have a not have an issue with but I kind of would recommend people to avoid or lower your coffee intake um if possible if you do have a lot of digestion problems and um, issues with even things like mental health anxiety depression poor sleep um um kind of like issues with your energy levels you feel maybe like you're tired all the time um but coffee can actually dehydrate your um your not just your gut but your whole system and when we're dehydrated it's actually it has a big toll and knock on effect in our digestion and our gut health because our gut needs we our body needs enough water body does you know you don't want to be dehydrated especially if you deal with a lot of constipation a lot of inflammation around your tummy area so um coffee dehydrates your system if you're drinking a lot of it I think especially for women we can tend to and I've I say this as well because I've been that person where I've been sitting in the office before when I used to work in nine to five and I'm like oh I'm really thirsty and I go have a coffee or like you know first thing in the morning I wake up and I have a coffee it's like what like what even is water why why would I drink water like I can have an ice ice latte or an ice matcha or whatever um but I think, yeah, we tend to kind of go towards the coffee first thing in the morning. It's like spiking our kind of energy levels. We're feeling like we're getting that crash. Then we're feeling more dehydrated. Coffee has actually been shown to kind of block some and inhibit some iron absorption as well in our bodies. And especially for women, we need to be getting enough iron from our food, especially if you're vegan or vegetarian. So when you're drinking high amounts of coffee, it can dehydrate your system. It can lead to like jitters, energy crashes, feeling more tired, even things like skin issues and uh dark circles underneath your eyes so i would say like just in general i think our society we're so dependent on coffee like i used to drink like three four even five coffees a day when i used to work a nine to five and sit in a corporate office like it was just crazy and i would wonder like oh why am i so bloated like why do i have such bad sleep issues because i was drinking so much coffee and so much coffee um and my skin was really bad because I was so dehydrated so yeah. it's just all about like where you can switching to drinking more water reducing your coffee intake um where possible especially if you are drinking you know these coffees where they're filled with all these syrups and all that type of thing um even like yeah just healthy swaps like we've talked about earlier like adding a little bit of honey or agave nectar or coconut sugar or something in there to sweeten it up um and you'll find like you get used to less sweetness in your life like if you're craving a lot of sugary sweet things that's a big sign that your gut needs help um and there's that gut dysbiosis that i mentioned earlier so that imbalance of beneficial and not so beneficial bacteria because our gut bugs these trillions and trillions of cells of bacteria they actually have a big big like say in part to play in our cravings our sugar cravings so um it's all about improving your gut health you'll, you'll see that you actually crave less frappuccinos and less sugary coffees and things like that as you do that um, and you'll feel so much better like if you do reduce your coffee or even just have you know cut down your coffee to one coffee a day you'll have that adjustment period where you'll be like oh my god I'm exhausted but then you'll actually feel so much better long term for doing that and you will see that you are um you know even things like you said at the start of this we weren't too scared to speak about poop so I'm gonna bring that up now <laughs> You know, when we're drinking a lot of coffee, we're seeing like things like diarrhea or even on the opposite end, constipation. Coffee is a big role to play. And like like we see so many of these like memes and funny reels on Instagram and TikTok where people are like, when you look at coffee and you like have to run to the bathroom, that's not normal. Like we should not be 
that should not be a normal thing where we drink coffee and we're just running to the bathroom like if coffee is having an effect like that on your system that's a big red flag that is a red flag that you need to reduce your intake and just swap it with things like a herbal tea if you can or just something better for you how do you feel about decaf coffee like do you feel like it's the caffeine or you feel like it's the coffee I think it's a mixture of a couple of different things like coffee beans, um, especially kind of cheaper coffee beans. If they're not organic, they're like I mentioned this a second ago, but they're quite susceptible to things like mold growth um, and things like that. So like, yes, the caffeine intake is a big part to play in things like um, feeling jittery, feeling anxious after you have a coffee, feeling a little bit panicky or maybe even like needing to go to the bathroom. But there are a lot of um, ingredients, especially if you're not drinking organic, like pure coffee, that can cause a lot of these symptoms, issues and um, toxicity in our bodies as well. So like, yeah, you know, kind of wean yourself off it, go to decaf coffee if you can. Um, but I yeah I, I just think you know coffee as a whole um it's something that we should reduce overall not just for women but for men as well um if you're drinking like three or four cups of coffee and you're reliant on coffee for energy oh my goodness like you should not be reliant on coffee or a drink for productivity levels being able to like speak to someone in the morning like don't speak to me unless I've had my coffee first kind of thing so um yeah you know weaning yourself off it going to decaf and then kind of reducing your intake is, is definitely a good thing to do Okay, amazing. I have two coffees a day. I have one yeah. when I wake up, which is before I go to the gym, which like a pre-workout. <laughs> and then, then the second is like after I've had my breakfast. That's like my yeah. like normal coffee routine. That one yeah. thing I did actually want to ask you is I've seen on TikTok this big thing about oat milk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I drink oatly oat milk, which I've heard some like bad things about like the fillers that go into it. And I would just love to hear like kind of like how you feel. Cause obviously like I, I don't think I'm like intolerant to dairy, but I do feel like, yeah. it, like it affects me. And I do actually prefer the taste of, I find um, milk quite sweet. So I prefer mm -hmm. the oatly barista specifically. That's the one I drink. What do you, are yeah. you going to put me off oat milk? Are you going to talk about stuff? No, no, no. Like I, I drink oat milk and like just going back to coffee there for a second. I, I still drink coffee. Like I'll have maybe like two or three coffees a week. Um, and I, I love the taste of coffee. Um, but just in terms like I'll have an oat milk latte. I have, I buy oat milk. I think the taste is better. Um, just because so so we tend to got a higher carbohydrate content because it's from oats so it's, it's higher carb higher sugar so we crave that a little bit more um, and I find like <clears throat> oat milk it's a little bit more creamy because they do add that sunflower oil in there so that's the kind of you know when you shake oat milk or you you know you froth it up it's nice and silky and rich that's a lot to do with the kind of additives so like the sunflower oil that's added in there and um, you know i like progress is better than perfection. I think there's a lot of scare tactics online. Like I even saw a video last week of like seven reasons why oat milk is the worst. And it's like, you know, someone might be, have gone from drinking three leucosades a day, meal deals, processed foods, and they just are making simple swaps and they start drinking oat milk and, and with a coffee instead of their like grenade bar and their leucosade first thing in the morning. That's an amazing change that's a great habit so it's just making those steps and they might see that and be like oh my god it's so unhealthy I'll just there's no point in me even trying I'm gonna go back to 
you know, back to what I was drinking before. So it also depends on where you are and where you're at in terms of your health journey. Oat milk is definitely not the worst and like this devil of a drink kind of thing. Um, but you know, there's there's always healthier healthier alternatives for everything. Like if you are drinking a lot of oat milk right now and you're kind of like, mm, you know, it's a lot of extra sugar. There are some artificial additives sometimes in the oat milk that I'm drinking. Maybe I can swap it out for like a plenish. Plenish is a really good brand for like they've got like coconut milk, they've got almond milk, and they don't add um any uh, any of that kind of stuff in there you're trying to kind of reduce your intake of it but i think you know if an oat milk latte or oat milk it makes you happy go for it as long as long as you're not like having three cartons of oat milk a day maybe you know if you're doing that i might say to you okay you know we might we might make some changes here um but i think you know if it makes you happy go for it it's absolutely fine oh that is music to my ears guys i can continue with the oat milk flat whites Love it. Love it. Love it. Amazing. Now we spoke a lot about gut health and thank you so much for that. And I do want to just kind of touch on entrepreneurship because you have built an incredible following online and you have such a strong brand and, you know, something that I really kind of have loved to watch is your work ethic. And I always try and find this balance between Kim K, like get your ass up and work and also being kind to yourself, because I think there is this kind of anti-hustle culture that has made people feel like they can half-ass something and actually achieve what they want. And you just, in my opinion, you just can't. And I think that in my eyes, like you have to be obsessed with what you do. And when I say obsessed, this isn't like every single minute of every day you're doing it, but being so obsessed with like feeling like yourself seeing yourself win and actually going after what you want like I do feel like you need to have that otherwise you're going to feel stagnant otherwise you'll feel like you're not going to move and I think there is how do you feel like you work with that balance of like because I know that you're very much you're you know very dedicated to your work and you know your work ethic looks good and it still looks like you have that balance so how do you kind of feel around that yeah so I've like I've I've always been a worker like from you know the age of 15 I've had like multiple businesses I don't even know how I did it while I was going to school but you know I've always been a really really hard worker and I think um there have been many times like I'm still learning about entrepreneurship I've had my own business for you know five, five and a half nearly six years now um and I'm still there are times where like there is no balance and I think as an entrepreneur, if you're trying to get into the two or 1%, you gotta be okay with not having balance, especially while you're building your brand and your personal business. Like you, like you said, you can't expect to be one of the best, um, you know, writers or coaches or nutritionists or, you know, social media influencers, if you're not going to do what it takes to get to that level, like you can't just, um, be like building a brand and kind of just do it part time and expect this amazing outcome to be one of the best in the in the industry or best in the world like that's not how it works like if you want to be part of the one percent you got to do what 99 99 of people are not willing to do and i think you know it's so great to see um this like anti-hustle culture side of things because i feel like especially for women we for many many years we were like in this hustle culture we were very in our masculine state and i've really experienced this for many years like i was very very in my masculine in my business um and it actually it was affecting my my um, romantic relationship so with my partner like it really did affect that 
Um, I think actually one of the best things about being in a relationship with him, he's really helped me like balance and bring the fun and bring, yeah, balance that masculine and feminine energy, which has helped my business. So I do have, I'm learning that balance now with masculine and feminine in my business. Um, but I think with the whole anti-hustle culture, I think we've kind of taken it a little bit too far now where it's like, okay, well, oh, I just, I need to have like lots and lots of balance. Like I don't want to work too hard. But then we're like, oh, well, why am I not where, why am I not earning six figures? Why am I not earning seven figures? Because you're not doing what those six, seven figure earners have done, especially in the first, like, you know, the, the first three to five years of your business, you have to, you have to get up and work. Like, I love that Kim Kardashian video. Like some people just don't want to work these days or whatever, whatever she said. And I think she got a lot of backlash. She, people are trying to cancel her. I was yeah. like, she's, she's right. Like she is, she's right. I, I, and I completely agree with that. And I feel like it's one of those things where like, sure, she had privilege, right? And, you know, I have privilege, you know, and I'm not acknowledged, like, I'm not like not acknowledging my privilege here. But I do think that like, there's some things that I did, especially in like the first year when I was working full time while bit of my business, like I'm not, I always say to people, consistency is like, I always used to say to people when I first started consistency is just how much you can do and it feels like it's manageable but the reality is it's not going to feel manageable to begin with and mm-hmm. you need to put that groundwork and you need to do those times where it, you know if you speak to anyone that's kind of like got those foundations in because the foundations really are what allow you to scale right that's what allows you to have your brand built that's what allows you to have your messaging clear and that comes from action right that comes from putting in that groundwork and I completely relate to everything that you just said, because I think I was quite fortunate that I started my business in lockdown. So really, I I benefited from not having a social life and not having to really miss that social life. But like, you know, even still now I make, um, I can't even think of the word right now, but I make sacrifices. So in yeah. in doing things or going away and doing things, because I'm still very much in that, you know, I'm still in, in my, I think it's my third year of business now. I'm still in that phase of of building but it, it I mean don't get me wrong I have much more space than I used to but if I hadn't have worked as hard as I did I wouldn't have the space now and I feel like you probably feel that as well that if you hadn't have worked how hard you did at the beginning you wouldn't have that space now and I think sometimes it's quite unhelpful when people speak around kind of like working three hours a day because the reality is if you know what you're doing working three hours a day if you're not questioning if you're not self-doubting yourself if you're if you know what you need to do sure three hours of deep work a day incredible but if you're at the point where you're kind of figuring things out you're building your audience you're building connections you're figuring out what you want to sell you know like that takes time it takes more than three hours a day Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah for sure like when I started my business back in um my second second business into uh, 2019 it was just it was the year before lockdown and I was working a crazy nine-to-five job um I sacrificed so much like I remember like sitting on my birthday I came home from work I did a full nine-to-five day ran home got the boss ran home from work got into my room shut my blinds and just worked on my business because I had a big goal to kind of go for at that time and like I made so many sacrifices with like going out with friends and, you know, things like date nights and everything at the start of my business. But I did, I, you know, worked hardcore, like hours and hours and hours and hours a day um, for the first six months of my business. And because I did that work, like built those foundations, like you said, now, four years later, or three years, three and a half years later, I'm living this incredible life where I can, I can work three or four hours a day if I want, because I hustled, I hustled, 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 especially in the first year of my business, 
to get what I have now. And I was prepared to do what most people were not prepared to do. Um, and I truly believe like that is why most businesses fail. Like I worked my nine to five before what I do now. I worked with entrepreneurs. I worked in entrepreneurship and helping startups scale. Um, and I truly like see that most businesses fail or entrepreneurs fail because they just quit or they stop or they don't do what it takes to get, you know, to get that level of success. They go, well, it doesn't work. It wasn't meant to be. And I feel like we, we can take this whole, like, I think a lot of people are getting more into like their spirituality um, since COVID and people are, you know, on that idea or spectrum of like, oh, well, there's so much resistance. There's too many challenges. It's not aligned for me. You know, it's, it's obviously not meant to be, it's not the right path for me. Just because you've had challenges on the way to scaling a six, seven, eight, nine, even nine figure business you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean it's not the right path or not the right journey for you. It just, those challenges are there for you to actually grow as a leader, as a business owner, as a CEO, whatever you're doing, um, and just make you more resilient. Like it's, it's, you should be grateful for challenges and times that challenge your business and, you know, years, even where your business completely takes a nosedive. Like I've had that many times over the last you know, years, few years where my business has gone from six figures, like, and completely dropped off the face of the earth. And I've had to rebuild that back up. But actually in those times, I have grown my personal brand so much better. My content has gotten better. I've become a much better leader. I'm so much better with communication, you know, speaking to my team, everything um, because of those times. But it's just, you have to be willing to see it out and keep going as a business owner, no matter what, if you want to get to any high level of success 100% and I think it's one of those things where your ego is like no it's not working stop you know stop <laughs> protect you um interesting you say the manifestation there as well because it's one of those things where it's like you know manifestation does work but you also have to work yeah. alongside of it as well yeah yeah and something that I also want to kind of talk around with this kind of the resistance or difficulty is something that I feel like is really difficult when you are building your brand online is being seen, right? Is that that is the mm -hmm. most difficult thing. So I work with clients a lot on their messaging, getting clear on that. But a lot of times the actual resistance to getting clear or saying what they want to say is because they're scared of being seen. They're scared of being disliked especially if they've been kind of bullied or like anything's happened in the past, you know, like I feel it, right. I know that I was terrified of going online and my content has changed dramatically. What do you feel like you're, cause you're very confident online and you know, it gets to this point now where you're just like, I don't give a fuck what people really think. Like that's yeah. kind of like how, where I feel like you have to get to. And it's not that you don't care ever what people think. Like I'm very much like I share my opinion. I share my voice. There are still some times where people outside of my business will say something to me and it will still affect me, but I'm aware of that. And I look into that and I look into why what have do you feel like you've kind of had to work through any of that because I think that you know you're talking about people online right you're talking around all of these things yeah. I'm sure that there's probably people or you know that you have been through that where you have just gone out there and be like this is what I'm sharing this is my message so what do you feel like has kind of been your journey with that yeah for sure I think like I've had so many times especially when I started my business and because I was quite young like when I started my um well my first business I was 21 um and I was actively building on social media um and I've always been that type of person where I will say what I feel I will like you know cut the shit like I'm going to tell you 
what you need to do. I'm not going to be that person who, especially in the nutrition and health world, where I see a lot of nutritionists and a lot of personal trainers like, no, you can eat everything. Don't worry. Like, you know, everything in moderate, um, like, yes, everything in moderation, but they're just kind of, it's like people pleasing their mm-hmm. whole brand is, and, and what they're saying and producing online is a lot of it is people pleasing and they're saying what they want. Um, you know, what, people want to hear whereas I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear if you have a crappy diet if you have all these health issues and symptoms like it's not all genetics it's not all these things like you do have to make a change and the same thing with business like I call people out and I will say what I feel but it has been a journey of like getting to that I think it's been like baby steps where when I started my business online um I kind of addressed like oh my gosh I actually am people pleasing a lot with my content and and my brand and my marketing um and I'm not being authentic to who I am and what I truly feel and it was just taking those baby steps to start like kind of saying a couple of things and putting putting things out there and actually every single time where I've stepped into my authentic self and I've you know said what I feel and I've done you know what people need to hear um I've always seen a reward and I always feel really good even if it does upset someone or I do get a hundred people unfollowing me it doesn't matter because there's going to be someone out there that really they need to hear that and it's actually going to help them rather than me just being like this wishy-washy you know personal online where I'm like I'm just going to say what is trending right now I'm never going to do that I'm going to tell you what you need to hear um but it's just like baby steps of like putting out content and like slowly kind of doing it and feeling comfortable around it and also just realizing that like people's opinions don't pay your bills I say this all the time like I have you know a whole team I coach a lot of people in the wellness space in the business space and a lot of them are they're they're traumatized in in fear of like what people from their office or work are going to think or what their neighbor down the road is going to think in reality like Sandra from accounts is not paying your bills so you need to stop worrying about what she's thinking or what Jenny across the road's thinking like um because yeah I've experienced this and actually when I kind of stepped out of that comfort zone and just was like I do not give a shit what people think the other side of doing that my business has grown so much um, and I felt so much more confident, like showing up online because I'm actually being who I am. Um, and yeah, just yeah, not really caring. And I think we like it's it's hard to hear this, but people don't really care as much about you and your business as you think, especially online. Like we have this fear of like, oh, I'm so important. Like, you know, everyone cares about my business. Like everyone's going to be talking about me if I put out this reel or if I say this thing. All of my friends are going to be speaking about me or all my followers. Like, they don't actually care. It's like going into the gym. It's like this whole mentality. If, if you're a beginner in the gym, we can get so scared. Like I remember going to the gym my first few times being like, I'm so terrified. Like everyone's going to be looking at me. At, like, I, I don't know how to use the equipment. Like everyone's going to be staring at me. It's so embarrassing. Um, whereas actually, if you if you go into the gym and you stand in the, mil- in the middle of the gym floor and you just look around, no one is looking at you ever. Like everyone is is like, you know, they're swiping on Tinder in between their sets, they're adjusted their weights, they're they're focused on their own journey in the gym, they're focused on what and they're probably thinking the same, oh my god, everyone's looking at me. Whereas in actual fact they're not. So it's the same thing online. Like people, they're not gonna like I had this fear when I started my business um online in, in the nutrition space that like all the nutritionists that I went to uni with. Um, and all the nutritionists that I knew were going to start speaking about me and we're going to set up a group chat and be bitching about me and talking about my Instagram. Like, they do not care. 
they do not care they were so supportive it's like we just create these stories in our mind of like and then we let those stories paralyze us so it's just about thinking you know what those opinions are not going to pay my bills the other side of of fear the other other side of that thing that's holding you back from actually showing up as your authentic self is actually holding you back from helping other people a lot more so if you can maybe twist it in like it's selfish for me to you know think small and 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 not show up in the way I want to because when I do that I'm going to attract better people I'm going to be able to help so many more clients of mine when I step into that self and I stop caring what people think 100% I love this so much and that's why you actually create that community of people that are like they're not there to kind of give you troll comments they're there to be like how yes like I can align with this like and that's the quality of your audience, right? If you are yourself, you're going to have a higher quality audience. You're going to have a more connected audience because they're not just following you for like basic stuff. I feel like it's 2023 now as well. People have no time for like basic stuff. And if it is basic stuff, I always feel like people are just going to be following for the for the knowledge, not necessarily the connection as well. So I think it's like a really personal thing. And you've created an incredible um, personal brand. And I will um, tag your Instagram. It's at that next level girl um on that but thank you so much for joining me today i feel like we spoke get help entrepreneurship building a brand like it's been amazing um i'll leave all the details in the show notes but thank you so much for for joining me today is there anything else that you feel that you just want to kind of leave with like a anything else you want to share oh i could leave you with so many different things <laughs> but um i would just say you know yeah you know connect with me on instagram if you're listening to this um i do you know a lot of gut health but i also do a lot of like mindset entrepreneurship um tips and stuff i also have a podcast for business too um you can all check it out it's linked in my bio and my instagram but yeah thank you so much for having me on it was amazing i could speak to you all day <laughs> um but yeah i look forward to connecting with everyone that's listening um and speaking to you again thank you so much if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to take a screenshot, share it to your story and tag both me and Kristen. Kristen is that next level girl and I'm at this is Abby Radford. I'll see you next week.